Welcome to Community Hope Podcast. We pray that the Word of Christ would dwell in you richly as you listen and that you would be encouraged in Christ. So Merry Christmas. It is good to see you this Christmas Eve. I just want to read a teeny bit of the Christmas story and make a a few comments that I really believe the Lord has been ministering to my heart this week. It says, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed. Who was with child. Do you ever wonder what it's like to be in Mary's saddle? Did you ever wonder that? I mean, what what were they feeling? I mean, let's think about Joseph for a minute. How did year one AD go for him? Right? You know, this is the first this, this is the first year, right? How did year one AD go for him? Or maybe this was BC. I'm not exactly sure how we count this, but here we've got um, Joseph riding with Mary, and I wonder if he had comments like this. What's with Caesar making us jump through all these hoops just to get more taxes? I don't like these politicians telling us how to live our lives. I mean, do you wonder if they have a gripe like that? Do you wonder? I mean, I mean, here I, or what, what was the year like to find out my wife, my, my betrothal is pregnant, and then you're, you're ready to divorce her, and then God speaks to you, and now you find out it's God's child? Do you think it was just a difficult year for both of them? I, I think so. I think they wanted to go goodbye year one, right? Just like many of us have wanted to go goodbye 2020, right? We're like, oh, can anything good come out of 2020? I mean, this is ridiculous, right? And I hear it and maybe I felt it before. And yet, perspective is massive, isn't it? I mean, perspective is massive. And this verse helps me get perspective in dark times because they had to go to Bethlehem. This was part of scripture. It was God's plan for them. The stuff that looked, looked like fair, you know, Herod just wants more money is all God working behind the scenes, isn't it? Look at this scripture in Micah. I think it was 700 years before. But you, O Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come one who will be ruler of Israel. Like the Messiah had to be born there. So they could be complaining and griping. And God's like, oh, no, I got this. This is my plan. That baby, my son, is to be born in Bethlehem. And I think many times when we start getting frustrated with life, we need to realize that God may be birthing something new in us, right? This difficulty, 2020, may be labor pains. While they were there, a time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and she laid him in a manger because there was no place for him in the inn. You see, Mary gave birth in Bethlehem and I believe that if we pay attention, 2020 might be a year of labor pains for us. Have you ever asked yourself, what is God birthing in you? What is this difficulty? What is this struggle? What is this thing? What is God doing in this? One author said this, if 
Out of this unusual year, God wants to birth something new in and among us. What if the pain of 2020 and the promise of Jesus orients us for what's next in our own lives and in our work together in in this coming year? What if this sad, hard year has primed us for whatever is to come? I wonder how many of us are pregnant in some way in this season or have been at some point this year. I'm not talking about literal babies. I'm talking about being pregnant in a not-so-literal way. Can I quote myself? We're we're not that church. We're never going to stream. We're just not going to do that. That's not us. My words are sweet, aren't they? You know... and I, we, we've gotten uh, communications from people in California and different things that are enjoying worshiping with us. You know, it, ah, what is God birthing in you this year now through the difficulties that you've been going through? I, I had to think about a verse that was in Galatians. Pa- uh, Paul is praying for this church. And he says, my children, with whom I am again in labor pains, until Christ is formed in you. You ever thought that maybe 2020 is making you look more like Jesus? Some of our things that we're used to, some of the comfort, some of the stuff that we have, we we look more like Jesus because of the difficulty. And and I had to think this, this year, how many of us actually have even the image of Christ on our radar? Like when you think of end games, like where you're going, Is the image of Christ an endgame for you? Like when you live your life, do you say, wow, if Jesus is being birthed in me and there's this endgame of looking like Jesus, is the stuff that I'm actually active in at this moment something that looks like Jesus? Or has it taken me in a different direction? Did you ever think about that? Now the beauty of the gospel and the beauty of the Christian life is uh, something pretty awesome. We got a new puppy Here's a puppy in action. Um, <clears throat> so puppies are so different from babies, aren't they? I mean, and from humans. I mean, do you ever, I, here's what I marvel about. Like little Sadie runs and she's weeks old and she's walking around. Humans aren't that way, are they? Nope, they're still just eating, sleeping, and pooping, right? And, and so they have like a different thing, but dogs don't live that long in comparison to humans. Right? Anybody who's had a dog for their whole life, you, you, you know that. They don't live as long as humans. And, and if you're a believer in Jesus, you live forever. So this image of Christ, this end game, is starting now. You've got the seed of Jesus growing in you. And if that's growing up in you, you're not growing like a puppy short. You're not a mushroom. But you're going to go on into eternity. I pray that 2020 was a year where God shaped you and me and our church and our body. And then he's preparing us for even more greater things in the coming year. And I I believe that it's the power of the gospel that actually helps us grow into the image of Christ. That that the power to grow is found in the message of Christ. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking about something Ben said to me, my son's a barber and and uh, that's not what he said up there. But he was talking about a guy who uh, basically called him and said, Hey, I had COVID when you cut my hair. And he was pretty happy to hear that. And uh, so then Ben's like, Hey, Dad, I got a quarantine. 
uh, won't be coming over for Christmas, you know. And, and, um, but the, the interesting thing is the guy said, I got no symptoms. Like, I'm asymptomatic. We hear about that, right? Some people have no symptoms, but they still carry it. And I started thinking, you know, Martin Luther talked about sin in the same way. He said, many of us don't even know how sinful we are. Look, this is what Luther uh, said. He said, despite our best efforts to get beyond ourselves, to love and serve others to the best of our ability, human beings find it impossible to escape the gravity well, the gravity well of self-interest. And we are often unconscious of this fact, even as it, in fact, drives our behavior. Luther quotes Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things, desperately corrupt. Who can understand it? He's like, we don't even know it. It's like we got COVID and we're just carrying around. Like we're blind to the sin sickness inside of us. We're so radically self-centered and self-absorbed, we don't even know how self-centered we are. And we won't even admit how self-centered we are. Now, you don't have to amen that, but I see it in myself, right? Maybe you see it in yourself, too. And here is what moves my heart. Like, if you snub me, I really don't want to be nice to you. Even if I think you snub me when you have it, right? But here's Jesus. He knows we're so radically self-centered. We don't care. We don't give a rip. And what does he do? He comes for us. Like he sees a greater pandemic, which is sin. And he says, I am the cure. Remember the children of Israel when they were all getting bit by snakes? What did they do? They made the snake up on, up on a stick. And the, the thing that was killing them, all they had to do was look at the raised snake on the stick and live. It's this picture of Jesus. Jesus, look to me and live. And when I think about how sinful I am and that he would be that, he would have that kind of compassion, my mind went to another uh, Christmas movie. Maybe some of you have seen it. How many have seen Frozen? How many aren't willing to admit that they've seen Frozen? No, I'm kidding. Uh, um, some people are worth melting for. huh? Some people are worth melting for. Watch this clip, and then I'll connect it to Jesus. You'll probably Please, all get Please, Oh, I can't stay here. You'll melt. I'm nothing in here until we find some other active tool left to save you. Do you happen to have any ideas? I don't even know what love is. That's okay. I do. Love is putting someone else's needs before yours. Like, you know, how Christoph brought you back here to Hans and left you forever. Christoph loves me? Wow, you really don't know anything about love, do you? Olaf, you're melting. Some people are worth melting for. Yeah. Just bring it out right this second. That also happens with aging. Uh, <laughs> some people are worth melting for. And you see, I just get moved when I think, here's Jesus. Like Olaf, he, he, he sees us and he says, you're worth dying for. Not because you're innately good, but because of my great love. He sees the pandemic of sin, death, and damnation. He says, I'll take that for you. And you know, that, that's transformative for me. And I hope it's for you because then when someone snubs you, your mind goes to, how many times have I snubbed you, Jesus, and treated you that way and you still love me? I can pass that on, right? Then when you have a hard time forgiving, you think about, Lord, I've sinned against you in so many more ways than that and you, 
you love me and you pass on that forgiveness. And, and then when you, you, you have a hard time being generous, you look at how generous and gracious God is to you. That he died so you could have heaven and heaven's riches. And you say, why would I ever hold back? I mean, do you see how that's the seed of the gospel that births us into new creatures in Christ? Will you pray with me, Lord? Lead us on. We so, so need led by you. Thank you for coming as a baby. Thank you that on that silent night, that holy night, made holy because you entered the world. And Lord, move us in your direction. We say thank you for 2020. Thank you for any difficulties or struggles or sickness or whatever, whatever we've experienced. Thank you, Lord, that all things work together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purposes. And so shape us, deliver us. Jesus, we ask this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about Community of Hope, go to www.cohchurch.com. God bless you today.